We'll be working our tails off. Brace yourself for the long weekend crush. Why planning and patience will be essential. Wildfire season heats up. So definitely we're seeing activity everywhere across the province right now. The increasing risk that has BC calling for backup. And home invasion. And I said, what are you doing here? Go on. The intruder in her kitchen and how this 95-year-old woman kicked him out twice. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. A look at downtown Vancouver from the Global One helicopter on a summer Friday night. It's an area that's going to be very busy this long weekend. Good evening and thanks for joining us. Chris is off tonight. If you like crowds, downtown Vancouver is the place to be this weekend. But if not, here's your warning. A combination of high-profile events capped by a flotilla of cruise ships could make this the busiest weekend of the year. Global's Jill Bennett is live in downtown Vancouver tonight. Jill, a lot going on over there in the next three days. There is Sophie. One of those cruise ships just left. Several others will be arriving throughout the weekend and on Monday. And that's just one of the many things that is going to make it very crowded in the downtown core. The rumble of luggage wheels will be a familiar sound at Canada Place as eight cruise ships dock here, one Friday, two on both Saturday and Sunday, and three ships Monday, meaning more than 32,000 passengers arriving. Traffic downtown expected to be chaotic at times. We're going to be in for the long haul. We'll be working our tails off. Keeping everybody happy. And safe. And safe, that's right. I'm Jester from Critical Role, the second campaign. Just meters away at the Convention Center West, the three-day Anarevo event is already underway, attracting those celebrating Japan pop culture and animation. They say hundreds of people in there? Oh yeah, probably a couple thousands, yeah. Can you see out of those? Oh yeah, I can definitely see. It's a, a mesh, it's a thin mesh over, everything's a little foggy. But if large crowds and noise have you seeing red for real, this is not the weekend for you. Hundreds of thousands of people are also expected to take in the finale of the celebration of light Saturday night. As South Korea takes to the skies, the theme this year is love. And in addition to all of that, it's Pride Weekend, with several events taking place, but by far the biggest attraction is the parade on Sunday. So we expect about 600,000 people. There are 127 entries this year, so it'll be our longest parade. Um, but kudos to our staff team who have managed to slot people in effectively. So it should be about three and a half hours long. One of the big questions though, with so many people in the downtown core, will they be able to get around, especially if they need a cab? Are you going to be able to keep up with demand this weekend? Hopefully, yes. It's going to be all right, I think, yeah going to be all right, I think. So how do they know it's going to be all right, uh, Jill, when it's often so hard to find a cab on a regular weekend? Exactly. They don't. Now, keep in mind, those uh, cab drivers are at the cruise ship terminal. And what we're hearing from the Vancouver Taxi Association is they've got that under control. They know how many passengers are coming and going. And for the cruise ships, they tend to need cabs a lot earlier in the day so they can gauge that and have cabs ready. It's the other events, the fireworks where those road closures are in place for cabs as well. Your cab can't take you any closer when the roads are closed. It's the Apre fireworks crowd and the Apre pride parade crowd. 
Now, there will be about 900 cabs on the roads. That is the Vancouver Taxi Association number, and that includes the 99 temporary licenses, so the additional 99 taxis. Uh, but, Sophie, you're right. So with so many events going on, there are going to be crunch times. There are going to be long delays. And as you said, patience is going to be key. Sophie? Absolutely. All right. Jill Bennett reporting for us in downtown Vancouver. Jill, thank you. In other news tonight, a young man struck by a police vehicle in Squamish more than four months ago has now died in hospital. The victim in his late 20s had been in critical condition since being hit March 13th at Highway 99 and Garibaldi Way by an on-duty RCMP officer who was in an unmarked SUV. BC's Independent Investigations Office revealing today that it was notified of the pedestrian's death on Wednesday. The female canine officer reported the incident at the time and helped the victim until paramedics arrived. The police watchdog continues to investigate. New information tonight about Wednesday's deadly float plane crash into Tyoton Lake near Pemberton. A 20-year-old man from Prince George and a 29-year-old man from, from Aldergrove died when the Cessna 180 crashed shortly after takeoff. The 20-year-old pilot survived and freed himself with the help of Good Samaritans who rushed to his aid. The Transportation Safety Board is investigating. A sudden rude awakening at 3 this morning for guests of a Burnaby hotel jolted out of their sleep by sirens and a wall of flames. I opened the curtains and it was just huge. Flames were huge. The whole building was just 100% up in flames. A fire in a vacant building under renovation in the 5400 block of Kingsway forced about 40 guests of the Best Western next door out onto the street. Firefighters had some challenging issues to deal with as they tried to knock down the flames. There was power, a power pole in front on fire and the wires above are a hazard that they could fall on the ground and hurt firefighters. So we were limited in our access and how we would fight it. No one was injured, although two RCMP officers suffered from smoke inhalation. Some hotel guests were relocated. No word yet on the cause of the fire. And a strange twist to this fire that destroyed a vacant poultry barn in Abbotsford this morning. Police had received a call from a distraught woman at about the same time the fire broke out, and they found her at the property. They are treating her as a suspect and believe she has mental health issues. No one was hurt. With more than 450 wildfires burning around B.C. right now, the flames are proving to be too much for provincial firefighters. As Ted Chernecki reports, the B.C. Wildfire Service has issued a call for outside help to manage a firefight that's quickly grown beyond its capacity. The trouble with a few dark clouds rolling in is that along with a sprinkling of showers, when it comes to igniting forest fires, it's lightning that reigns king. There's a lot of lightning-caused wildfires in the province right now we're responding to, and any human-caused wildfire diverts crucial resources away from responding to those naturally-caused fires. Unlike a few weeks ago, it is tinder dry almost everywhere in the province except in the peace country. Two fires of note are near the Washington state border south of Carameas. The Snowy Mountain fire expanded overnight. So last night we had 50 kilometer an hour winds coming down slope and that did push the fire to the south as well as caused a small spot fire across the Similkameen River onto the east side just below Coston. And at this time that spot fire is contained. 
Just to the west, there's a fire on Placer Mountain. And ominously, the Goods Creek Fire along Okanagan Lake is still smoldering. It was here where the devastating Kelowna Fire of 2003 destroyed more than 230 homes. It started on August 16th. We are coming into the peak fire season. And so, particularly on this long weekend when people are out, you know, in the Okanagan and other parts of the province, they need to be really, really careful uh, and observe campfire bans. You know, don't chuck cigarette butts out the window. And uh, coupled with lightning strikes, uh, this is the time when uh, we face our greatest challenges. Though the fires last year were much, much bigger, in fact, there have been far more smaller fires started to this date this year than last. That's one reason why BC has upped its wildfire danger rating to four out of five and a call for out-of-province help. We have approximately 300 ground firefighters from Mexico, oh, okay. and we have 60 single resource, so more professional officer types, right. coming from Australia and New Zealand. Four aircraft are en route from Quebec, as are firefighters from Saskatchewan, Alberta, and the Northwest Territories. Ted Chernucky, Global News. All right, let's bring in our meteorologist, Yvonne Schell, for more on the conditions. And Yvonne, are firefighters going to get any help from Mother Nature? Not over the long weekend. Temperatures are expected to rise, especially leading in towards next week. Here's the fire danger rating map once again. Most areas sitting at moderate, stretching into the interior sections. And this is going to jump over the next few days, especially for the latter half of the long weekend. We're still seeing lightning strikes, and that's pushing in across uh, the southern interior and into the southeastern corners. It'll be a similar weather picture for tomorrow and the temperatures will be the big weather story that we're following the latter half or the Monday of the long weekend, but especially midweek into the interior, we'll see temperatures back into the mid and upper 30s. I'll have more on this coming up shortly. So, All right, thanks for that, Yvonne. Some serious new safety concerns tonight and a favorite long weekend destination for lower mainlanders. Aaron MacArthur is in Squamish where they're worried about possible sightings of grizzly bears. Aaron. Yeah, bears certainly not all that uncommon here in the Squamish area. Black bears, grizzly bears, a whole other story. And the fact that one was seen twice this week has gotten everyone's attention. The warnings are clear. There is the potential to come face to face with a grizzly. Twice this week, people reported seeing a bear here that fit the description of a grizzly. Both sightings, the description the people gave us, uh, it's uh, indicate that's possibly a, a grizzly, a large bear with a hump on his back and a brownish collar. So close to downtown Squamish, a grizzly bear might seem more dangerous. But the safety message is the same for both black bears and grizzlies. People need to manage the attractants and give the animals a wide berth. I was actually at a campsite just yesterday where people had left all of their coolers out, had gone climbing and left at least five coolers full of food at the campsite. So having a chat with them about why this is not a good idea and how to be proactive. People taking some of those lessons to heart. Fishermen on the Squamish River carrying bear spray. You carry that you, just, just because. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to use it? Huh? No, never. never. Use it. There are about 70 grizzlies in the Squamish Lillooet Regional District a healthy population. There was an encounter last month on the Elaho. A bear charged out into the river at a kayaker. Conservation officers don't want to see a conflict between a grizzly and people. Grizzly bears are rare, as you said. We have a lot less of them and we're managing this population for recovery. So having a grizzly bear getting into conflict in our area could be dramatic for the bear and that would be very sad. One of the key messages the Conservation Officer Service would like you to know is that if you see wildlife, you should report it right away, especially closer to town. 
and that way everybody can maintain a nice, respectable distance away from the bears. That's the wrong story. Goats do roam in a neighborhood in Boise, Idaho. We'll explain this one coming up. But first, a curious black bear didn't get far when it stopped at a Vancouver Island woman's home last week. The 95-year-old shooed the animal out of her kitchen, but when it returned and knocked over her sugar bin, the avid baker knew what she had to do. Kylie Stanton reports. Anastady doesn't understand why we're interested in her story. It was no excitement to me. But she's willing to tell it one more time. I was sitting in there at my library. And I heard a noise, and I went to see what it was. The 95-year-old walked through the dining room and into the kitchen. And there was a beautiful black bear. And I said, what are you doing here? Go on. The bear that came up to her waist turned and headed towards the back door, going out the way it came in. He went halfway in the yard, and I said, no, go home. So he went. Settling back into her chair, Stady figured she'd been stern enough with the animal that it wouldn't mess with her or her house again. But moments later... I heard a noise in the kitchen. It was him, and he was back. He was going for this container under the baking counter. That's the sugar bit. Knocking it over and making a mess. I just said, now look what you've done. Bad kid, get out. It's not Stady's first bear encounter. She had several run-ins while working as a cook in the logging camps. Not once was she afraid, and this time wasn't any different. No, I didn't even think about being scared of him. He was just an annoying teenager. <laughs> the BC Conservation Service says a bear that has gained access to a house poses a significant public safety threat. It is confined, has no immediate escape route, and therefore may be extremely unpredictable if startled. In this case, conservation officers have set up a trap outside of Stady's home, but she's hoping the bear stays away for its own sake. She's such a healthy, beautiful, shiny black bear that it would be a shame to kill. Kylie Stanton, Global News. A family snorkeling in Hawaii sees a six-meter-long whale shark with a heavy piece of fishing line looped around its head, digging into its flesh. Joby Rohrer takes action, repeatedly holding his breath and swimming about 10 meters down to the shark with a four-inch dive knife. It takes him five dives and 45 minutes to cut that rope away and finally free the shark. In what could be a sign of exploding black holes or even alien life, an observatory in the South Okanagan is picking up strange signals from deep space. John Hua has more on the cosmic mystery the new radio telescope detected and what it means. It's not Earth's first contact from the cosmos. I, I, I think you should listen to this. Or an early warning of an extraterrestrial invasion. We are like 100% sure that it's not signals from aliens. But Canadian scientists have just detected a signal from a whole other galaxy. So the idea that we're getting anything at all from, you know, these sort of small local pieces from these very distant galaxies is, that's really exciting stuff. The detection was made possible thanks to the CHIME telescope in Penticton. What it saw, something called a fast radio burst, or FRB. FRBs are an unexplained phenomenon that, uh, in astronomy, and, uh, you know, kind of an open mystery right now. Leading the charge of unlocking its secrets, the Canadian Collective of UBC, McGill, the University of Toronto, and the National Research Council of Canada. Definitely proud that uh, as Canadians we could throw this together. 
But with the major investment of this telescope, there were a few tense moments leading up to the discovery. We knew logically that we should see something, but as a, you know, as a person, you always have that little shred of doubt, and it's nice to uh, squash that. And with CHIME now calibrated to capture these mysterious signals, these scientists expect their sample size to skyrocket. We'll see something like hundreds or thousands of FRBs um, during the course of the project, which will totally change the, the face of the field. While it's not likely aliens, leading theories are that FRBs come from a neutron star. Big star, maybe 10 times the size of the sun. Um, it gets to the end of its life, it explodes, and then it collapses back down into a small space. It might be a mystery that comes from a galaxy away, but Canada has come that much closer to the truth. John Hua, Global News. Busy start to the long weekend at BC Ferries. The 7 o'clock to Swartz Bay is full. The 8 p.m. is at three-quarters capacity. The 7.05 to Southern Gulf Islands is already at 95% full. And a one-sailing wait to Duke Point. The next available sailing at 10.45 is already at three-quarters capacity. Through Kermac Cares for Kids, expert repair for your vehicle helps provide expert care for kids. When you choose Kermac, you choose to support BC Children's Hospital. Kermac Cares for Kids. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One at the Tawasson Ferry Terminal. A cliffhanger for a homeowner near Quebec City. A dump truck plunged off a cliff and crashed into this duplex. The driver hauling a load of crushed stone when he hit a curve and lost control. Apparently, he was unable to brake, and he plowed right through the guardrail. Incredibly, the woman in the upstairs apartment escaped unhurt. The truck driver also suffered only minor injuries. Residents say it is a dangerous stretch, and they hope the trucking route will be moved to a safer location. Well, a big shakeup for one of Canada's most popular loyalty programs. Aeroplan has announced a partnership with Toronto-based Porter Airlines. Sean O'Shea has more on the deal and what it'll mean for Aeroplan points holders here in B.C. Canadians are known for their loyalty to, well, loyalty programs, whether they're rewards, points, or miles. If you're shopping somewhere, you should be getting points and miles for it. Aeroplan members have been wondering for more than a year whether their points will have much value for travel, ever since Air Canada said it was setting up its own program. Now Aeroplan has announced a partnership with Toronto-based Porter Airlines starting in 2020. We as well, directly from Aeroplan, will receive significant volume of redemptions uh, on our own network. Porter flies to eastern Canada and to some U.S. destinations. It's not a national airline. Anybody um, west of Thunder Bay, they're, they're, there's nothing here. Oh, you won't? In Vancouver, some flyers we talked to aren't impressed. Probably becomes something that's a lot less value in my eyes, I guess, because like that's the whole reason why I have Aeroplan. As the preferred Canadian airline, Porter has promised to make available 60% of its seats to Aeroplan customers at fixed-rate redemption levels. Still, Aeroplan says it's not done. More flexibility, better value, and more choice in all things travel. The company now says its plan is to offer customers the choice to spend points with any airline, anywhere, similar to how many credit card programs work. The average Aeroplan or average Canadian member um, the any airline, any time is actually a better option than what we have now. Porter customers who have points with that airline's loyalty program would see them converted into Aeroplan miles. And while Porter is the only preferred carrier so far, Aeroplan says it's negotiating to bring in other airline partners well before the Air Canada breakup takes effect two years from now.
Sean O'Shea, Global News, Toronto. Millions of people are under a flash flood watch on the U.S. East Coast tonight, where an historic city is at risk of being overrun by water. A dam threatening to burst in Lynchburg, Virginia, as torrential rains push it to its limit. Overnight in Lynchburg, Virginia, officials ordering evacuations, fearing the College Lake Dam could fail after days of torrential rains. The area dealing with rising waters getting slammed with another six inches of rain in just a few hours. First responders using inflatable boats to rescue families from flooded homes. If the dam is compromised, water levels could top 17 feet in just minutes. About 140 miles north in Fairfax County, Virginia, a group of firemen carrying a motorist to safety from a car swept away by rapidly moving floodwaters. In College Point, Queens, cleanup is underway this morning after a possible tornado touchdown ripping trees from their roots. I've been in this town my whole life. Uh, I've never seen anything like this before. Never even heard of a tornado here. Local linemen already in the area trying to restore power knocked out by the storm. And last night in New Jersey, the severe weather forcing thousands of fans at Beyonce and Jay-Z's outdoor concert at MetLife Stadium to seek shelter inside the venue. But not even the bad weather could stop the dynamic duo. Taking the stage at 11 o'clock at night, the superstar couple performed for more than two hours. Beyonce thanking the fans for not letting the rain stop the night. And this is the view over Phoenix, Arizona last night. Rain moving into the city hours after a giant dust storm rolled across the region. The storm causing some damage. A power transmission tower was toppled and some trees were torn apart by strong winds. Flights at Phoenix's Sky Harbor International Airport were also delayed due to visibility issues, but no one was hurt. In Health Matters tonight, women who eat very little fish during pregnancy may have a higher risk of delivering too soon. Harvard University researchers found women with the lowest blood levels from fatty acids from fish were 10 times more likely to have a preterm birth than those with the highest levels. Health experts say expectant moms at risk of delivering too early may want to eat more fish or take a fish oil supplement. And a new study reveals the risk of autism may be determined by the bacteria in a mother's gut. The discovery by researchers at the University of Virginia could lead to new ways to prevent autism spectrum disorders. UVA researcher John Lukens leads the team that made the discovery that a pregnant woman's gut biome may determine the risk her child will have autism. Studies um, from the clinic have showed that if you suffer from an inflammatory response during pregnancy, you're at much higher risk of having a child with autism. The inflammatory response can be caused by various things. During an infection, it could be in response to an autoimmune disease. It can also be associated with obesity-associated inflammation. The study was published in the Journal of Immunology, and Lucan says the next step is to find out which communities of bacteria in the biome are associated with autism. We could then move forward and devise strategies to actually target those specific communities. In the meantime, Lucan says there are steps pregnant women should take, like eating a healthy diet and taking supplements a doctor recommends. Reporting in Charlottesville, Courtney Stewart, CBS 19 News. Who let the goats out? <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to do that. I didn't even know I was going to until I did. Why an Idaho neighborhood was invaded by this runaway herd right after the forecast. Uh, you know what it is, Yvonne? 
I'm just really tired. It's it's Friday. We're a little punchy. I was just so punchy. hoping in my heart that you would, and you delivered. Otherwise, I was going to. Honestly, it just sort of happened. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay, so stay tuned for the Who Let the Goats Out in just a moment. But the forecast, uh, we've got a few breaks in there, the return for some sunshine, and the heat is also going to be on the rise. I'll show you some of those numbers in just a moment. Temperatures today up to 23 degrees. Uh, we're close to the average for this time of the year of 22. Highs of 18 near Williams Lake, or current temperature rather, 17 for Whistler and Victoria, currently sitting at 21 degrees. Still seeing a few isolated thunderstorms. That's for the southern interior, areas near Kamloops, pushing in towards Kelowna and areas near Nelson within the last hour or two. Here's the weather maker that we're also tracking for the northern half of the province. It's a low. It's going to continue to stay stalled with it, the moisture this evening and for tomorrow morning. And windy conditions, southeasterly ranging between 40 and gusts of up to 70 kilometers per hour. By the afternoon, though, it tapers off across the north coast, but the interior sections will see some instability with the risk of a thunderstorm for tomorrow. Here's a look at the upper level chart, putting it into play. Most areas across the coast, hot Sunday, Monday, even leading in towards our Tuesday and interior sections, we'll see the temperatures bumping up and spiking once again. It'll be for Wednesday onwards. Northern half of the province, so along the coast, rain tapers off by the morning, but still very windy for the afternoon. The northeastern corners of the province with the risk of a thunderstorm. Much of the central interior with the mainly cloudy sky and Quenelle up to 24 degrees. Interior sections, there's the chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm. We'll see temperatures into the low 30s, but it's really come Wednesday, Thursday, and leading into next week, Friday, that we could bump closer to 40 degrees. Whistler up to 23 degrees tomorrow, sunshine by the afternoon. Across the south coast, we are waking up to cloud cover for the morning hours and then brightening up by the afternoon. Inland sections tomorrow will be into the mid and upper 20s. Metro Vancouver, Sunday, Monday, that's the nicest out of the bunch. Monday, areas away from the water up to 28 degrees. And Tuesday, Wednesday, hot with areas away from the water closer to 30 degrees. So fantastic, aside from the cloud cover that we'll see for the morning hours tomorrow. Tonight's weather window, a great shot taken from Janine. And this was in Salmon Arm. So. All right, time for the wildlife segment now. Thanks, Yvonne. <laughs> if you were awaiting the great goat roundup of 2018, it played out this morning in Boise, Idaho. More than 100 goats burst into the neighborhood, and they weren't shy. The new kids on the block going... I get it. That's pretty good. <laughs> going from house to house, grazing on grass, feasting on flower bushes, and tasting tree leaves. An hour and a half after the invasion, a large truck rolled in from a company called We Rent Goats. The owner's herd had been hard at work clearing weeds on some land nearby when the goats made their great escape because they're escape goats. The animals were herded up around wow. into the truck. Their suburban adventure this over. Now you've now pushed it too far. Keeps on giving and giving. <laughs> the new kids in the block home was good, but the escape goats. Escape goats. goats. I can't take responsibility. Did you hear Sophie singing? Who let the goats out? Did you hear that in your ear? Oh, wow. that was nice. Okay, we have one more. <laughs> All right. Don't get out of your car on safari. This is why. This rhino in a central Mexican zoo apparently not happy with the SUV carrying a family. He rams it, he chases it as it drives away. 
three park employees try to distract it to no avail. No one was hurt, although this probably will be an interesting how do you, how auto do you insurance explain claim. that to your insurance yeah, yeah that's the problem uh, this big is rhino it covered i hope so have you looked at your insurance i've never I don't think seen rhino. <laughs> and rhino yeah thing on my i think okay. those people people made a crack about his weight and that was he had had enough of that we did goats we did rhinos <laughs> okay let's do swimming now okay not quite i have no lines for the swimming except <laughs> the truth uh we uh we feature jill yonita uh, from Victoria on Monday because she's going to swim or attempting to swim from Nanaimo to Seashell and back again. So this is her getting in the water at neck point. And if all goes well, this is about a 70k swim. She should be back in Nanaimo tomorrow at around this time. But it's not going to be an easy swim. That's a tough. No. Oh. That's a tough swim. And we we talked about the fact too that you know because of some problems she has in her legs, she's mm -hmm. basically going upper body on this entire swim. She did a 35K swim last year, so this is 70, so big difference. She uh, doesn't even get to wear water oh, Yeah. Oh, that's taking a look at the same, sort of the same thing, but there you go, getting right. in the water. Okay, well, good luck to her and stay safe. Global BC presents the 28th annual Honda Celebration of Life. Visit the family-friendly park stage at Second Beach before taking your seat at one of our spectacular viewing locations. The skies come alive at the Honda Celebration of Life presented by Global BC. You must get a good seat for that because you're a, I do an get official a good judge. An official judge, yeah. yeah okay. Everyone's kind of judging it, but I get the best seat. But you um, are the judge. Speaking of seats, we've been asked a few times, many times, why are you sitting on this side of the desk when normally you sit on this side of the desk? That's a good question. And the answer is? Camera one is broken. We were supposed to say it like that? Doesn't well, really matter. We're but being it is. honest. This is basically how it works. We're looking at camera two. Over there is camera three. And over here is camera one. Which Normally, I would look at camera right one, now. but because it's broken, I have to sit here and look at camera three. But it's temporary. Yes, I know Your a lot of people have been very upset about this because they either think that something's wrong with them or something's wrong with their TV. <laughs> it's really something's wrong it's with us. It's just something's wrong with us, which is usually <laughs> the case. Um, and not just when we're here. Uh, okay, Vancouver Whitecaps are on the road this week. Tomorrow, they'll be in New York City. Well, they'll take on New York City FC, a team that has not lost... At home this year, they are 10-0-1. Because of that, and because it's not a BC place, if the Whitecaps could just get a draw, that would be a huge result for Vancouver. Now, the Whitecaps road record, it isn't great, but when you look at the other teams around MLS, it's not horrible either. We know away from home we've managed to pick up, I think, three wins on the road, so we know what we're good at. We know what we're, we have to do, but it's going to be a very difficult game for us, no doubt about it. Obviously, everyone will expect them to beat us, um, but me and my group will be positive. We'll be ready for the challenge, and if we can limit the mistakes and then take advantage of what we're good at, then there's no reason why we can't go there and win. Johnny Manziel's agent said it was a bad idea for him to start this week because he doesn't know about the Montreal playbook, not well enough. Oops, that was, that was rather prophetic. Johnny Manziel's pass here goes astray. That was his first ever CFL pass. Now he's showing us some old Johnny Manziel moves. No! Oh! That really wasn't his fault, but that's another interception. Uh, the Ticats are having a fun time in this game. Johnny Manziel is not. Uh, that touchdown there. To Jalen Saunders made it 28-0 Hamilton in the first quarter. Manziel 
in trouble. Manziel, look, look, look. All right, that's a good play. That's what Johnny Manziel is supposed to do. Scramble and throw, just like he did at Texas A&M. Now, to be fair, he hasn't played a regular season game of any kind since 2015 in the NFL. Four interceptions, all of those in the first half. And Montreal, which is an awful team anyways, is down 41-3. I'm sure he'll get better. I think he has to. <laughs> I don't think he can get much worse. Uh, the UFC <laughs> announced that Conor McGregor will return to the Octagon on October 6th. Yes, lightweight championship fight. Khabib Nurmagomedov will be the opponent. Speaking of UFC, Arjun Buller returning. He, of course, from Richmond. He is training for his next fight, which is also in October in Moncton. Buller is coming off a bit of an upset loss in his last UFC fight in Phoenix back in April, but he's not a let allow. <laughs> but he's not about to let. See, it's always us. But he's <laughs> not about to let that disappoint him and set him back. Oh, he's sitting up. He's sitting up Ooh, with it. That's tight. Oh, oh, tight. oh he ripped his shoulder. I think he hurt his shoulder. Arjun Buller is back in the gym after suffering his first loss in UFC back in April. It was a fight he should have won, but at this level of mixed martial arts, anything can happen. And Buller learned that the hard way. I was winning every second of that fight, and you know, you, you, one slip up, and, that, and that's all she wrote. So I got caught in a submission, uh, but that's all we focused on since the last fight is, is showing up a few of those uh, technical issues, and more, more than anything, it's mental. Um, I'll be on point for this one, um, and, and I'm excited to go out there and compete and, and get that next W. Okay, I'm gonna get busier. Move forward. Don't let it move you back. One loss is not the end of the world in UFC, and Buller has already secured his next match at Fight Night 138 in Moncton in late October. So now he's working on his skill set, specifically boxing, which he thinks he can excel at to give him those thundering finishes that the sport and the fighters all crave. People tune in for heavyweights because they know anytime it can be over. Um, I'm, I'd be, I'm excited to deliver that finish, to, to deliver that kind of performance. Um, and, you know, that's what's going to drive me over the next few months. Buller doesn't lack in confidence or skill. You have to have that belief to win at the fight game. And he thinks he's got another edge over most of the guys he jumps into the octagon with. He's competed at the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics and World Championships, where he's had success. I know what it takes to win at that level, to compete at that level, to train for that level. Um, whereas someone like this, it's, it's new. He hasn't been to those heights before. I've been to the mountain in a different uh, sport already. Here we go. At 32, Buller still has plenty of time left to get to the top of the UFC. He feels a four-game win streak gets him a title match, and that could all happen in the next 18 months. That loss still eats at him, but it's what drives him to work harder than ever to get that championship belt. And I'd rather take that now and learn what I had to than when I'm in line for a title fight. Um, so I, I guarantee I won't make that mistake twice. Um, so I've learned from that and uh, I'm excited to get going again. Barry Delay, Global Sports. Bridgestone Invitational, second round. We've talked about yep. this all week. Morning, this is the tournament place. Tiger has won eight times. Okay, here he is. Par three. This one, almost perfect. Perfect as a hole in one, that's pretty close. Uh, he's tied for 10th, he is at six under par. He's five off the lead. One of the leaders is Justin Thomas. 
Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter, all three of those men at 11 under, and we'll have uh, more of that tomorrow, right here in this station at 12.30. The Women's British Open, and this is Canada's Brooke Henderson on the ninth hole. That was a nine iron for Brooke. Mm-hmm. Excellent line, if it's enough. One hop. Oh, yeah. In. Nice. Keep your putter in the bag. She's at minus five, tied for eight. Five shots off the lead. Round three, also two marks. There you go. Very nice. All right, thanks, Squire. You're welcome. Squire's coming back with satellite debris. Yes, I'm going to stay on this side of the desk, too. <laughs> but first, let's check in with Kasha Padurka with five things to do this weekend. Kasha? It's going to be one big, colorful celebration this long weekend with festivals, pride, and the final show of the Celebration of Light. At 10 p.m. sharp, South Korea lights up the skies to this year's theme of love. But go early as the festival has a lot more to offer, including food trucks and live entertainment. The White Rock Sea Festival offers up fun for everyone, kicking off with an open-air cinema. It's got pirates in the park, live entertainment, fireworks, and a torchlight parade. The 40th annual Pride Parade and Festival is on Sunday. It'll be, as usual, fun, loud, colorful, and lively. Following the parade in the West End, head to Sunset Beach for a day of entertainment, a family fun zone, food trucks, and more. Summer evenings in Chinatown Memorial Square brings the people together. Traditional Chinese music will fill the square as you enjoy mahjong, ping pong, and other cultural fun among Chinatown seniors. And why not bring your own grandparents? The annual Powell Street Festival is the largest and the longest-running Japanese-Canadian festival in the country. Here you'll find performances in drumming, sumo wrestling, and martial arts. But of course, food, crafts, and displays will also be on the bill. For more, head to globalnews.ca slash five things. Five Things to Do is brought to you by BCAA. Get a BCAA membership and save with our many partners. Plus, get the best roadside assistance. Should we show what camera one looks like? Sure. Can we show Why camera not? one? There you go. Sad it's camera broken. one. That, oh, look at that. He does, he looks, you oh. know, there, you know, there should be a thermometer sticking somewhere. <laughs> Poor little guy. We'll get him some chickens. Yeah, we're going to fix him up. All right, satellite debris. Satellite debris. Okay, so we're going to start off with a commercial that um, focuses in on a dog. Okay and his favorite toy and somebody's idea that perhaps the toy should be thrown away. No. sad. F-R-I-E-N-D-S Do you really need them? Yes If you haven't got a friend then you're just you There's half as many things that you can do Who's gonna tell you that you're not a brat? If not your best friend Do you recall when we did that? Yes Sharing The brilliant jokes we've had throughout the years Good times together it's not the same when you're not there. Friends, a la la poo la la. What are they 
selling? Uh, who knows? <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. There was it a mixtape in there. It's a mixtape. Kicking it old school. That's love when there's a mixtape. <laughs> Uh, Nimble provides loans. Uh, I think we showed this one a couple of years ago. Um, it involves pregnancy and how some people, well, you'll see what I mean. Jim. Steve, what a surprise. Yeah, he's been a few of those lately. <laughs> Tell me about it. So, uh, what are you having? A problem. Do I go oak or walnut? Because I'm thinking... Walnut. Walnut. It's just so expensive. Why don't you nimble it? Why won't you tell me what that means? Sorry. No, nimble, do the fast little loans and once approved you get your money in just 60 minutes. I'm just so happy. Yeah. Whew. Good. Nimble, smart little loans. <laughs> you okay? Enjoyed that one. Tell me what nimble is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the last one is I think it's selling a vacuum cleaner. And again, it's one of those commercials where, like, I don't know, I'm selling something, but I'm not interested <laughs> in what it's better. selling. I just want to watch. Here we go. dog was in it too, yeah. All you need now is a goat. And a fake mustache. <laughs> is that goat is in goat horns and he did something wrong or, oh. greatest, or greatest of all time? It's definitely a goat theme mm -hmm. yes. to this newscast. <laughs> uh, do we have time for a quick word on the weather? Uh, it's going to get warm and it's going to be sunny for a long weekend. That's it for us tonight. Have yourselves a great long weekend. Best wishes to camera one. Get better. Don't leave us. <laughs> <laughs>